Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkzone, Mike Merkel. And we are blessed to have a full crew today, ladies and gentlemen. We got the missing whale, man. He's not missing anymore. We found him. He was swimming. With the <laughs> whale. Back. With the whale. He's back. He's back. Mr. Kyle Budzanowski, our college sports and NBA insider. He is here. And that's exactly what we're going to lead off today's show with, guys. We're going to talk some NBA action. We're going to talk about um, some, you know, it's funny. It's different eras versus different opinions. So we're going to talk about that a little bit in regards to the return of the NBA. We're going to talk some college sports. we got a lot to catch up with Kyle here. So we might be doing, might be revisiting some old topics that we talked about a few weeks ago with just me and Mike here. Um, lots of good stuff to go over. And the second half of the show is all pro wrestling talk. So be prepared for that. We're going to be talking the Money in the Bank review as long as, as well as the Becky Lynch uh, announcement. We're going to be previewing AEW's Double or Nothing, and we also be throwing in some tournament talk, and we'll, we'll hit on that more if we have time today. Uh, lots of good stuff coming your way. Just a reminder, guys, real quick before we get on the show, we have brand new merchandise below the collar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC to go there, get the official I'm Always Right logo shirt. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's that logo right there. You will be able to buy that, support the show. All proceeds from those shirts goes right back into the show. Um, and then obviously we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m. in podcast form, and then live every Wednesday uh, in YouTube world. So just a reminder of that stuff, guys. Get some business out of the way. But let's jump right into it. Um, NBA basketball obviously been on hiatus for a while. We've talked about it at nauseum about how we kind of we were we were really looking forward to the playoff atmosphere, right, this year. It was this NBA as it stands right now. Um, could be argued is probably the most balanced as far as maybe not the top couple teams, but everywhere else across the league, you had a lot of really great matchups, right? Everybody has one to two, you know, two and a half stars worth of talent that you can go, okay, you know, it's it's Harden and Westbrook versus you know Chris Paul and Adams, or oh, name you know name a couple guys. And, you know, obviously due to the coronavirus, we kind of, everything gets blocked off. And now we're hearing, you know, guys like Charles Barkley, some of the legends on that Inside the NBA show, which is doing great numbers, by the way, um, are kind of just saying, you know what, maybe we just cancel the season, right? It, there's, it makes no sense to continue the season while we have current NBA stars, even guys like Durant, who wouldn't be playing anyway, but like LeBron, um, you know, some of the bigger names have all kind of come to a consensus where they go, no, we want to, we want to play. Like we want the rest of the season to start. I'm going to start with you since you're back. Um, thoughts. Do you want to see the NBA season? And in what, and in what way? Like there's been a lot of talk of, okay, let's, we're going to do an NCAA kind of tournament where it's single elimination. We're going to pick it back up in the regular season. We're just going to start, you know, playoffs. We're just going to go right there with the way it stands. Now, your thoughts on, do you want the NBA to be back? And in what way? Personally, I would want the NBA to be back. It's you could kind of uh, like manipulate how the season would actually go if you would right. have like an actual season, then playoffs or just playoffs. Yeah. But but if you're but I also understand where these like legends are coming from. They 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 played their respective years in the NBA, mm-hmm. and I feel like they just kind of like lost their like drive, their will to play the game. So for them, <laughs> it's easy to be like, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. We don't want we don't want to see this play because personally yeah. like they, yeah. they don't have the drive. But right. players who are who right. are, in the, are in the NBA now they they love playing the NBA at least right. for now they want to play. So mm-hmm. for them that's like their life that's their career they yeah. want to play. 
and so I see it on both standpoints. But personally, I would have like kind of like a playoffs. It'd be cool to see some kind of playoff tournament. Do you want to see? Do you want to see the traditional? So say like one through eight, one through eight, right? You want to just see the traditional playoff set where it's like okay, starting today, right? You've got the Lakers. I don't even who's the eight seed. Is it the Spurs or something? It's uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis, right? So one versus eight, right? That's how we're gonna start off. Or do you want to see? Something something different, maybe, just for this one year because we're kind of in unprecedented circumstances. Oh, I've kind of thought about it a little bit, and I was yeah. thinking maybe have the one through eight, but, like, shortened. But then yeah. can you do that? Because if I guess you could do it maybe a three-gamer. Yeah, like like, maybe yeah you can, up you like can the, go back to how it was back in, like, the 80s where you right. did, like, a three- or five-game It was a five-game series, game series right? So you just win three, and you're like, okay, we're done instead of the seven. Yeah, yeah for sure. See, in my opinion, though, yeah. if you're all going to a neutral site, kind of like how the ter- well, the NCAA tournament goes, yeah. I don't see why you couldn't go uh, as many games as, as, you, as, want, many games really? as you want. Because sure. as long as you do it safely where everyone's in the same arena, you could do it where March Madness does it, except you have multiple days where, say, yeah. like... Monday, you have the West Point. You have the one at eight at twelve o'clock. Yep. This team at two. This team at four. Just the whole thing. And you, yep. and you do the whole all of them in one day, and then you play every other day or whatever. So you do Monday, yeah, Wednesday, sure. Saturday, whatever. I think that's a perfectly fine way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't think you really need to modify mm-hmm. how the NBA does it now because I'm like, if you all go to the same, it's actually probably yeah. easier to ever have everyone just in the same area. Oh yeah, and for sure. Doing it absolutely. all in one spot, then all right, now you got to go fly. Do you, this do you day. think? Do you think that they should? So you would prefer it uh, that way rather than like the traditional, like okay, we're just going to get random games, yeah. you know, wherever. Like, do I, you think that's the best? They're the best course of action. I think that is the best course of action. I think if you want to be the most fair. All teams, I think that you could do um, one like you could put all of them in there. Mm-hmm. You, if you fly every single team down to Florida yeah. or Arizona, right. wherever you're gonna hold it, mm-hmm. and you put like what there's 15 teams in each conference, so the number one seed gets a buy in the first round, yeah, and you do. Two and fifteen, three and fourteen. Oh man! And Pistons like, are like we got a I mean, shot. Just, at least you give every team a shot, knowing yeah. that the bottom seeded teams aren't are playing, making it anyway. Yeah, right? Like the teams like the Pistons are going to be playing teams like the Sixers and stuff. How, that they cra- won't how be crazy through. would that be though? Like you see like that one time where it's like, oh, the Spurs put it together for one game and knock off the Clippers. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? mean? <laughs> but you also, I think then though, if you did it for like three five game series, I yeah. think you'd still get the best team winning each right. series instead of single game elimination, and mm-hmm. you'll probably end up with. The, the one through game. eight in right. the same spots. Yeah, that would be definitely that interesting. That would be interesting. Interesting for sure. Do you, do you, I mean, you guys, we're all kind of, we'd like to see the NBA back, right? Or do you think we're actually going to get it back, though? Or, or is this all just a lot of talk? And, like, I know Adam Silver is trying to walk that line between, like, we've got to figure out, and I know they kind of push the deadline to talk about this mm-hmm. till June. But, like, as far as, you know, as from a safety perspective and everything else, do you guys, you know, Mike, I'll start with you. Do you do you honestly think that we're going to have an NBA season? I think like if, we're going to finish it out? I think if we get any season, it's the NBA season. You think so? You think, I think so? That Over baseball one. or See, anything else? I, yeah. I would say baseball, but the thing with baseball is it hasn't started yet. Yeah. So it's easy to just go, all right, we'll just like cancel the season yeah. because you haven't played a game yet. So right. it's, it's kind of easier to do that. When you're... 65 games into a season. Or hockey. Then, hockey oh, had two. And ho- yeah, hockey <laughs> had two games left. Yeah, Wednesday. that's what I mean. Hockey had yeah. like five yeah. or so games left, and then they were about to enter playoffs too. But hockey, I think it's a little harder to put together because mm-hmm. you have to get to the rink. And I, I don't know. I feel like hockey, just, it's not as viewed. Well, a lot of people, you know, live, you know, there are a lot more people living outside in, of the yeah, country in, in too. In Canada, so it's harder to Canada, get Canada, I mean, everywhere. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. So I think the NBA, if there was one sport to go, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to start back up in 
mid-June or right. end of June or whatever, I think it would be the NBA. Yeah, honestly, I think it's the best one, too, quite frankly. Like, I know hockey playoff hockey is extremely, yeah. you know, fun to watch. But from a from a overall viewer standpoint of, like, a traditional American, they're going to watch NBA over NHL. Yeah. It's just, it's just what's going to happen. I think, I think, as we said, I think the NHL fans yeah. would, like, I think NHL needs fans a bit. Oh, because, yeah. Because, like, you get playoff hockey, but right. if it's just... Right. Nobody talking and just skating back and forth. It doesn't. It just feels like I an exhibition see, game. You I want to see the NBA. I just want to hear the amount of squeakage that would happen to something. That'd be awesome. Don't same same, same question for you, Kyle. Do you do you think that we're actually going to get an NBA season this year? I think we're going to get an NBA season this year. I. I think it'll be a very modified one, and yeah. it, that could like manipulate who's like gonna win a championship. Yeah. But I think there will be one mm. over any other, any other, and 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 it's it's probably it's obviously gonna have the no fans in the stadium. That's gonna be really weird to it's watch. It's gonna be hilarious. And it, I think it'll be even funnier for yeah. like I think it's gonna, football. I think it'll be hilarious. Yeah, we're gonna talk about we're that in a second for sure. But um, yeah, but that's that's the thing, right? Is that when you when you think about like what a what an image could look like like we you know for us wrestling fans we've already kind of seen what it looks like and it's a little awkward right you know i think it's we're slowly but surely just like all right this is the new normal for right now but with that being said you're like man this is it's gonna definitely be a little weird to just see that does this real quick before we switch to college sports here for a second does does picking up the season help a maybe a specific team anymore like does it is it provide a pathway for a team like the pelicans or like the memphis grizzlies or a team that's kind of on the fringe there that may or may not make the playoffs kind of get you know like all right you know we're a younger team maybe it doesn't take as much time to kind of get into a flow maybe lend itself to maybe an upset of an of a team you know built more like the lakers or clippers where you got guys in their mid-30s you know or their early 30s going against guys that are 23 24 years old you know the 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 rehab time is a lot less you know what i mean uh does that do you think that sparks anything or do you still think at the end of the day if we have any sort of Somewhat comparable NBA playoff structure that the best team is still gonna. I think the come best team wins. However, yeah. I do think that um, the teams who are more injury prone are mm-hmm. gonna be a lot more successful because mm-hmm. I would look at teams like the Clippers who only played like twenty games all together as a unit. Mm-hmm. Now had three months to all get healthy, and now they're right. all gonna be fully ready. Right. And the Sixers on the Eastern side. They were all going out, and the playoffs were starting in two, three weeks. Right. And you had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons who were injury prone mm-hmm. and not knowing if they could play. Right. Now you have all that time to rest back up. Right. I think those two teams benefit the most. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we see the best version of the playoffs because you're just going to see everybody full health ready to go. Like, unless you have like an ACL or something like that, like yeah. chip, chop, chip, let's go. Um, I think it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. I hope we get NBA playoffs back in somewhere. I would love to see a tournament format, though. I think it'd be. I think, uh, be, I, would I think it would be single elimination. Crazy. Would stress me out. Oh my gosh! Because like that's, but that's worst case. How? For me. I mean, it would be. Yeah, you're. You guys are Lakers fans, so like it'd be. It'd be crazy where it's like, uh, LeBron only put up twenty five, and it's like, yeah, huh? No, no. What would happen is LeBron would put up like sixty five, eighteen, and eighteen. Yeah, and, and they lose. He, by they two. lose by two to like Memphis, yeah. and everyone goes, "How'd you not beat Memphis?" I know exactly. Well, and that's as and LeBron, that's exactly as, as a Lakers fan, that's now. exactly what would say. But that's that's awesome. All right, let's switch now to college sports just for a second here. Um, you know. We here in Michigan, our governor's kind of said that there's probably no chance that we're going to have full stadiums for the upcoming football seasons, right? Whether that's NFL, college, whatever, right? So 
and it affects us especially because at being here in Michigan, we have the big house, right? We, I mean, that place is ginormous, right? You know, hundreds of thousands of people every single weekend are, are there ready to go. And Ford Field even holds a lot of people too. And when that place gets – like that first game against the Bears, that's going to be a loud night, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, if you're full capacity. It just is. Um but because we're probably not going to see full stadiums for the upcoming season, you know, I, I wanted to kind of broach the topic of what does that do is from an atmosphere perspective as far as the, you know, maybe bringing some of these teams down a little bit. Kyle, I want to start with you. A team like Michigan where we don't really know what we're going to see this year, right? It's We're two years removed from them having a great defense where you had all these, you know, these, these top picks, right? You know, Gary and, and Bush and what have you. We're now at a point to where – we don't know what the offense is going to look like. There's no Shea Patterson, right? We don't even know what the starting quarterback is going to be. Um, so from from that side, Michigan needs every needs everything they can get, right, from a home field advantage perspective. With that kind of being subdued a bit, do you think that this, as far as college football goes, you, that's going to allow a team, say like a Purdue or a, maybe a middle card team like a, an Indiana, it, it gives them a little more confidence going into a game against a Michigan, against Ohio State, thinking, Okay, there's not this crowd factor. There's not this big swell of momentum against us. We maybe have a shot now to maybe get this W away from our house. Yeah, and now I was actually thinking about it. Yeah, uh, uh, driving down the road, I was driving. I was like, this would be really nice to be an Ohio State fan. Yeah, just all the certainty and just every all these nice things. Like, <laughs> we're in Michigan. We're like, we don't even know who our starting quarterback's going to be. We're be playing in an empty stadium. Right. But yeah, but I'll, but um. But yeah, for Michigan, like they when they're playing at home, that's that's like the majority of how they win is playing at home. They're oh yeah, well you got a, yeah you got a hundred thousand people yeah. all being like go you, and then the other team's like sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now you're playing now you're playing at home with yeah. nobody. That's huge because now the other team can actually hear their calls. They yeah. can switch the switch plays. They yeah. can do all these things that no no teams could do before. Right. And that was a big reason why. It was, it was very hard to win in that stadium. Yeah. And now you're in a situation where Michigan uh, is, is going to play, and like the uncertainty, like you said, they're going to play like yeah. a team like Minnesota. I don't know if they're going to they're play. I have the schedule right now. I think yeah. they're playing uh, Minnesota. So they get, Minnesota. They get some, some games they have are Wisconsin, Penn State, yeah, and Indiana, games, those three, all at home. Those three games are all crucial yeah. in their in their bid, right, for sure. Yeah. But not just for Michigan, though, just for teams in general. Like, yeah. you know, if other, if other states try to adapt this policy, right, where it's like even if there's not any fans, maybe there's – 50% capacity or there's 40% or 20% capacity, like whatever the number is where you just go, man, whatever, you know, whatever edge we're getting from being at home. And I think college sports is the one that is the most affected by crowd noise and the ability to have like, man, we got, you know, 80,000 people behind us, right? Like, and they're all jumping out of their skin ready to go. Like going to play in the horseshoe at Ohio State, that's an in, that's an intimidating atmosphere to be in, right? Mike, same question to you. What do you feel like, you know, from Michigan, Ohio State, whoever, you know, is going to wind up being affected by this whole thing, you know, does it, does it level the playing field even a little bit for some of these teams? Or are teams like Ohio State, Clemson, where they're just so far ahead of everybody else in their conference that it's not really going to matter? Well, Yes. Yeah. To that point. Yeah. Of I think ever, there is certain teams that I don't think it affects at all. Mm-hmm. Like at Clemson, if you, if you're going to play Virginia or people are coming to yeah. you to play, yeah. Looking at that schedule, I'm like, they're twelve and 0, 11 and one, <laughs> no matter what. Like they're yeah, right. they're just going to be that good regardless. Right. I actually I actually kind of like this though because I think this season's going to be very interesting in the fact that I think every game 
you're really actually going to see the best team win. Yeah, each possibly game. for sure. Because I think when you look at a game like like a Penn State Michigan, right, and you go, man, Penn State might be better, but with the crowd noise and the effect, mm-hmm. maybe Michigan pulls out the upset there. Right, gets but, the momentum. Yeah, it gets right. the momentum, or like a Wisconsin or something, be like, man, Wisconsin, you know, who knows on the road if they're going to be able to do it with right. all that crowd noise and right. stuff. I think it's going to really be like, all right, the best team is going to win every single game. Mm-hmm. And if you're wanting to look at it optimistically, you're going to Ohio State this year. Yeah. So If there's limited play, crowd noise. Yeah, playing with 40% yeah. crowd noise, you can actually hear your play calls. Right. Maybe it evens the playing field at least a little bit against Ohio State. Right. Um, the game that everyone wants Michigan to win. Yeah, for, for sure. So, right. Um, yeah, I think it's. I, I, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think it's going to definitely bring. I, you know, I like I said, I don't know necessarily if it affects the tippy tippy top of, of some of these teams, but like I said, like in Indiana, they're in a lot of close games. They usually don't pull them out, but they're always kind of right there at the end. Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, all those teams are kind of lumped in there, you know, together. Those three, you know, three four teams. So I think you're definitely going to see. Um, you know, maybe some teams are just like, wow, you know, all of a sudden there's a, oh, there's an eight win team over here now that you didn't expect at, at, at the beginning of the season. Um, it's definitely going to be something to look at uh, as far as, you know, what this project is going to be like. Do you think, just re- switch to the NFL just for a hot second here. Does it, do you think that helps or hurts the Lions? Because like, do we have, I, you know, being into enough home games now, I used to be a season ticket holder, like, they're... There's a lot of crowd noise in that stadium. Like when that place is really hopping, it's at max capacity for a Monday night game yeah. or something like that. Like there aren't many stadiums that are louder when when Ford Field is truly at its peak. Like when the Lions are playing well or a big play happens, like it, it's loud. It is super super loud to a point yeah. where like it is intimidating. You know, and like a team like Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. You know, their their stadium is legitimately designed to funnel in crowd noise. Do you think it helps or hurts teams like the Lions who like? aren't a make or break season this year kind of level. So when they go when they go over to a Green Bay and Lambeau is only fifty percent full, you're like, oh yeah, this is fine now. You know I think I think I've always thought that having a dome mm-hmm. was more of a hurt than a help. Mm-hmm. So I, I that's how I look at it. Yeah. I don't actually look at crowd noise for the NFL. Yeah. Unless you're in a Seattle or Kansas City where you're literally at like 185 decibels yeah. and literally you can't hear like if me and yeah. you were talking right. and we can't hear each other right. I think that's the teams that it affects a lot more right. but I've always I, I've never really looked at crowd noise in the NFL as a huge deciding decider fact. factor because yeah. I think a team like Seattle will beat you know the New York Jets. Yeah. Regard if it's a hundred percent full or zero percent full, I just think you're a better team. Yeah. And I think sure. you'll eventually pull it out in the NFL. Yeah. I think it affects college a lot more because there are more mistakes in college, and with the crowd noise and everything, you're not Absolutely. as in tune with all your receivers and everything. Or offense yeah. or defense, you're not as in tune with like all right, you're trying to call like Jackrabbit for like right. some kind of play, right. but they can't hear you mm-hmm. and you can't communicate you that somehow. It's gonna, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you and see all the you see all the NFL, time. Some guys are playing for eleven years together. You yeah. can just go. And yeah. Then it's like <laughs> yeah, back yeah. up, or you right. know what I mean. Yeah, so I think sure. I think it affects the NFL a lot less. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I definitely think so. You know, but you know, it's it'll be interesting to see though, because you know, because you know, the Lions reporters <laughs> have talked to Stafford about it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be great for me," you know, because I yeah. makes no when difference. He's on the road. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, just like a home game at that point, you know, yeah. because you do see, you know, I've been to enough Lions games now where like it does affect opposing offenses, you Absolutely. know, where it's like you know you get that five yard offside penalty because you can't hear the count or, or stuff like that, like those. 
those little things really get the momentum going, you know what I mean, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm all for the Lions having any edge possible this season because, good Lord, do we need it. Okay, that's going to be it for part one of this week's show. Uh, after the break, we're going to be talking a lot of wrestling. we got AEW to talk about. we got Money in the Bank to talk about. we got some title tournament stuff going on. Lots of wrestling action coming your way after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeke. Just reminding you once again that we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m. on all your favorite podcasting streaming services, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Music, Stitcher, uh, Blue, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, we're there. And if we're not, let us know by going to our website, imalwayswritepc.com. Fill out our contact page. We don't send out emails. We don't have a mailing list or anything like that. So we're not going to bombard your inboxes with, with different stuff. You already know. You want to get the news. You know where to go, imalwayswritepc.com. You can find all the latest news about the show. You can buy our merchandise from that website. It'll redirect you to belowthecollar.com where you can buy our logo shirt. All proceeds from that go towards the show. So if you really support the show, you like the show, uh, tell all your friends about it and buy the shirt, support the show, and we really appreciate it. Um, We really appreciate all your support. Hope you're staying safe out there. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of this week's episode of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. Thanks, Kyle, for being here. We really appreciate it. We will see you hopefully soon. You slacker. My goodness. Um, All right. Let's jump right in, Mike, here. Lots of wrestling stuff to talk about. Let's talk Money in the Bank first here before we do all our previews. Uh, Money in the Bank happened. We got a new Oscar wins Money in the Bank. And then Otis somehow, some way, walks out with the men's Money in the Bank. Nothing else really of note happens. You know, uh, Drew McIntyre retains. Braun Strowman retains. Tag champs retain. Everybody else did their thing, right? Um, Thoughts overall on the show and the Money in the Bank winners? Uh, Um. I thought most of the show was pretty bad. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Outside of. I thought the McIntyre Rollins. Yeah. Match outside was of good. that, was, that was, good. Really that good. was really good. Yeah. And then the Money in the Bank was like interesting, but there it was, was a enter- lot. It was entertaining. There was a lot to that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. outside of that, there was nothing really the redeeming, the redeeming yeah. on this show. Really. Yeah, for sure. Um. The tag match, I was like, whatever. They uh, did it on Friday. That so. well, not that that show, that match specifically was the one I always liked. Like the variable where it's like you don't have to like start like let's just throw a whole bunch of tag teams in there let's just see what happens yeah. it's like a, it's a car crash there wasn't there was nothing to it that made me go wow that was at least an entertaining opening match it was just like we just need to get eight guys on the card it was that was the one match that disappointed me the most because of who was in that match yeah. uh bailey tamina was expect exactly what i expected yeah nothing very good yeah and bailey braun Strowman, bray wyatt was exactly was what terrible. i expected it was wasn't terrible. very good yeah, so, so bad. um so bad I'm so, I'm so tired of having like bray wyatt's actually a decent like wrestler like yeah. i think he can actually just go yeah. and so when they add all the other crap into it it's just it irks me to know him because i'm like can i just have a, a can't you just go out for 12 minutes and have a match yeah. why do i gotta have every other nook and cranny every spiel that we can possibly thrown out there to, to make this match go longer and not add value yeah. to this you know what i mean it's like you want to make braun a dominant guy cool that's fine. He should Bray Wyatt himself should not beat Strowman. Yeah. Now the fiend, that's going to be a different story. But I, I I agree with you. This is really a two match card, quite frankly. Yeah. Um. WWE Championship match. I thought it was very well I thought done. It was, I thought it was. I good. think McIntyre is the perfect guy for these empty arena shows. To yes. See WWE champion. Yes. Because there's not a single other guy yep. on any of the three shows mm-hmm. that I'm like can really carry on an empty arena like 
Drew McIntyre can. Yeah, he's really he's firing on all cylinders right now. It's about time, quite frankly, yeah. that he's been he's um, got anointed. I don't even as think like guy. he'd be this good like with the crowd, like yeah. with empty arena. His just like because like when you're with the crowd, you're like trying mm-hmm. to like pamper to the crowd most mm-hmm. of the time. No, he's not. He's face. just. He's, but he's just yeah, like he walks and goes. I'm just gonna beat the crap out of you, right. and then does it, and right. I'm just like, all right, right. yeah, he's the champ. He's the only redeeming quality on WWE TV, and lastly. Yeah, he's yeah he's been very he has been very very good. Um, I will agree with that. Yeah. Your thought yeah thoughts on the actual winners of the match? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I was fine with both of them. Yeah. Really. Um, I was Os- really I was really glad Oscar won. Yeah. Like Oscar, she's really been on Oscar, fire. Oscar was really good. Yeah. Um, I knew Shayna really wasn't gonna win. She's we talked been, about that. She's been the MVP of of the MP Arena shows too. Yeah, Oscar has. Really she's good been too. really good. Her um, her and Drew have been like if you're if you're going like MVPs of this yeah. time have been them. Too. I feel like Oscar's a great exception. We'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Uh, th- stuff that happened on Monday with yeah. uh, Becky Lynch. Right. I think Oscar's perfectly per- perfect person to kind of just take it. Yes. And then Shane will probably just beat her. at SummerSlam or wherever, or wherever right, yeah. or it's, and it's or, a good placeholder mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the men's one, Otis. I mean, I feel Unexpected like they're gonna do a sure. little bit of like a Mr. Kennedy thing with him, probably. Maybe. Probably. Um, where well, I've heard either well, gonna beat him or he's gonna cash for the tag, tag titles, teams. right? Where he's and like, if I win it, yeah. See that? See now, that's the thing. Now maybe this is the only. Re- I, I like Otis as the character. Like I think he's extremely entertaining. I watched SmackDown this week just to see what was what was gonna happen, just to kind of see what the deal was. Um, you know, he's got decent promo skills. He's entertaining. He's not terrible in the ring. You know, he's athletic. I get it, you know, he's a he's a fun character. The only problem, and it's the same thing we talked about at the beginning of of last week's show, was where I said, with the money in the bank, I feel like you need to it, it's supposed to be something that elevates a guy, right? And now maybe it's elevating Otis because like, oh, he could but nobody in their right mind is truly gonna think that he is gonna become universal or WWE yeah. champion. I just don't like if he cashes in and becomes, you know, a tag champ or intercontinental champion. I can at least uh, Santino Morello was intercontinental champion. I can believe Otis is intercontinental champion. Yeah. Like, am I going to be happy about it? Probably not. See, super here's thrilled. What, here's what I think about it with the tag champ. Is like I don't love the idea that he's going to cash on a tag champ. Yeah, I, don't but I feel like with the storyline where he's kind of pulling towards Mandy Rose a lot right yeah. now. I think when Tucker comes back, he's going to run like a jealousy angle. He's like, hey. Don't be jealous. I'm cashing this in so we can win a title together. Right. I feel like that's kind of like yeah. Okay, like I feel yeah. kind of good about that, <clears throat> right. and I feel like that's. I'm, wait, I'm waiting. To, yeah, I'm go. not. I'm not judging it too hard right now. I think they were tough. Be- I think they were in a tough spot because when you look at who was in that match, right? Unless it was Aleister Black, and it was either him or you know Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Like I don't think I didn't think Corbin was going to get it again, no. right? And there's not really you know Bryan doesn't need it. You know no. AJ doesn't need it. Uh, Black needs it, but I don't think he's at a spot yet from a from a work rate standpoint where I go, wow, he's really been you know like yeah. killing it I think, even I, before I, the no crowds. I think I think Alice Black would be like a next year pick if they keep yes. doing this right. I right. think he'd probably win it next year, right. kind of thing. Yeah, and um, he's a perfect guy for that. Like I thought, like I think a guy like Andrade is a perfect guy for that money in the bank kind of thing, you know, spot, especially if he drops the yeah. U.S. title. So I, I think Otis winning was, like, out of the six. That was, like, the least likely one. But I kind of get it because he's, he's like, the very over guy right yeah, now. He's the only, yeah, I he's think the it adds the shock value because I don't think anything on this card really was, like, yeah. wow, like, you have to, like, mm-hmm. rewatch this because... I was so just, yeah, I was a little shocked that Asuka won because I thought they were going to go Lacey Evans, quite frankly. I, I was legitimately, too. like, I was like, eh, this might be... Can we talk... Okay, might, so yeah. there's a few moments in this Money in the Big Matter match I was, that were just so... I was dying. I was honest. laughing at so some of this part. there's a part 
So you have yeah. to assume. Now we're yeah. gonna use logic for like six seconds here, oh, and I get WWE doesn't do this whole logic <laughs> thing at the time. So there's a wrestling part, in general, quite yeah, frankly. <laughs> there's a part in the women's one where Dana Brooke goes into like some weird office and grabs and that unhooks one. Yeah. the one with the money in it. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, "Did no one tell her that she has to make it to the roof?" Yeah. I don't think they actually. The weird part is, I think it was like because they've been announcing like yeah, and like then I was the like, top. do they never watch the show? <laughs> Like when they're sitting in the I back because they pre- well, they did like the music and everything and I was like, wait, is that it? Like, I know. I was, I was like, like, I was like, did what? she really just win it? Did they in find the it? Did they find it? Like, do you got to f- is it, is it like a treasure hunt? Kind yeah. Of? yeah. I so that part I was like, what yeah. just happened? Yeah, it didn't look at. I you texted me and you were like, did she just win? Yeah, I know. I, I was like, I'm like, I'm very confused. I'm like, because I was thinking the same. I'm like, I thought they had to go to the roof. roof. Like, yeah. What are the like? Is everyone just gonna walk through all of your? No, I'm not in here. Not in here. Yeah. Like, I was like, I, was, I thought that was. Oh, weird. it was hilarious. And then AJ gets thrown into like a casket in one room, and yes. I went, I went. I'm not shocked that WWE headquarters has just a casket. Oh, it doesn't and, shock like, me at all. Dark lights. The, in the, the best room. part of that match for me though was when they went to Vince's office, yes. and then they they get all whatever, and then they they stop, and then they go, oh crap, and then they like push in the chairs. I died during that part. I thought for what it was. Knowing that they didn't, they're not having the crowd to play off, so the false finishes don't really have any effect. You know what I mean? I thought they did a nice job with the Money in the Bank match. I think they did the best yeah. they could. I thought it was entertaining. I was, I was thoroughly invested in the match mm-hmm. from the start of it. Right? Like I thought the entrances were the dumbest thing of the match. Where everyone's <laughs> like, "I'm gonna beat you up. I'm gonna beat you up. Hold on, this guy's gonna walk in first before we start fighting." Like that part was dumb. Mm-hmm. Everything else, though, I thought they did a really nice yeah. job with it. All right, let's talk Becky Lynch's announcement. She's gonna be a mom. Congratulations to her and Seth Rollins. Way to go, Seth. You ruined everything. Um, again. Again. Um, but with that, Asuka now becomes Raw Women's Champion, right? Um, thoughts on the announcement. How big of a hole is it going to be that now Becky's gone in the women's division? So, I mean, she hasn't been on TV for a minute, but like she was also the hottest thing going for the yeah, past year Yeah, I think and it's going to be a substantial hole. I think long-term this is actually going to help WWE, though. I do, too. Because I think you know yeah. Asuka's going to do her thing for I think Asuka should have months. a nice NXT-style run with I, this, I agree, with but this. I think I think they're eventually just going to be like, all right, Shayna at... Yeah. So maybe, maybe or whatever yeah. pay per view they're gonna give it to her. I think Shayna's gonna run house yeah. on everyone till maybe next year's main or whenever Becky's mm-hmm. clear to go again. Yeah. And then Becky's gonna come back and be like, "Listen, I never lost this title. Yeah, she's, and I actually yeah. beat you for yeah, the title. She's doing so, December, so yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think she's gonna I think Shayna's gonna have a long title reign, beating the crap out of everybody, and then yeah. Becky's gonna be like. I beat you last year. Maybe I, uh, yeah. it's going to be like a rematch. I kind of want them to wait on Shayna just a bit. I really think that they can run hard with Asuka for a while. They and can. Asuka, I think... And Asuka being, you know, like... Because here's the thing. Asuka hasn't lost a singles match. Like, you know, I, I can't remember last time Asuka's just been pinned. Like, when's the last time Asuka's been pinned? You know what I mean? on a raw. Yeah, like, I don't think... You know what I mean? So, like, that kind of stuff where... Even though they haven't necessarily used her to the best of their ability, I mean, she's still got a Rumble win. She's been a tag champ. She's been a SmackDown champ. She's raw champ. Like, she's had a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, check that list off where, like... You know, if they were going to give it to anybody, she is the most credible person that at this point in time they could have given it yeah. to. And I really hope... They let her run with it in the style that she had in NXT where she just went and had great match after great match after great match building up to that match with Shayna mm-hmm. where, like, that's two unstoppable forces. Okay, yeah. where who, who what's going to give? Agreed. You know what I mean? I really like, too, last thing before we probably move yeah. on is hindsight 2020. I love now that Shayna didn't win. Yeah. Because could you imagine Shayna coming out and banging on? Oh, oh yeah, no. Oh, here's the raw go. title yeah. that you just won. Yeah. And Shayna's like, cool, I won it. And I'm like, 
that's how you're going to win the title? Yeah, that's like, not good. Lucky. Yeah, right. Like, Asuka's I, I built love, up yeah. enough equity now where it's like, she, like, if Asuka could have beat Becky, I think, at any point in time, honestly. Yeah. Like, Asuka is the one, is the only person outside of Shayna in just, like, a regular match where I go, you could definitely beat her. You know what yeah. I mean? So, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, all right, let's talk AEW's Double or Nothing. It's going to be happening next right. weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Is it on Saturday or is it Sunday? Saturday. It's on a Saturday? Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll have to be we'll to buy that. Um... But the show is kind of shaping up to what it's going to be. I think the headlining match is not the world title. I think it's the no, TNT, TNT Championship. Yeah. They've really spent a lot of TV time really, really, really pushing this card. Yeah. Um, so obviously Cody versus Lance Archer for the TNT title. Mike a, Tyson going to be presenting, right? Yeah, uh, Wednesday. He's, he's, present, like, he's presenting the title on Wednesday. Oh, I thought he was actually doing it at the pay-per-view. No, it's supposed to be on Wednesday. I think they announced it. Really? Oh, they're actually going to announce Like, they're going to announce, like, he's going to, like, unveil the title. And I think and he's, he's going to pre- yeah, present get... it to the champ. Okay, yeah. so we're actually going to get the title design this week I then? Think so. Oh, don't get I'm me excited, excited, Mike. I'm don't pretty you, sure. Don't you get me excited like that. But, all right, go down the rest of the card for us, Mike, to see right. what, we, what we're dealing with. All right, so we're going to open with a, looks like a pre-show match because it has a P next to yeah. it on Wiki. Um, Private Party versus Best Friends. Tag team match to determine the number one contender for the AEW tag titles. All right, real, real quick here before we before we move on. Um, your thoughts on just the fact that we have had no tag champs in a long time on the, on the show. Like, Kenny's been there, but yeah. no Hangman, right? And it's I'm getting to the point where it's like I almost feel like they should either take the title off Hangman or they need to just give new... T- they just I, think, I think this is slowly... I think in the next couple of weeks you're going to see it. Because and as we'll talk about here to end the show with the Intercontinental Championship that, they're, that they took the title off Sammy, right? Like, I understand you don't feel safe, you don't want to work, whatever the case may be. Totally cool. But AEW's only got two titles right now. Yeah. So it's like... And we've well, had no... You haven't even had a mention of this division and you have all these tag teams that are just kind of sitting here... I think it's weird because I'm like, you could, since you're in the elite. Yeah, give it to both, give it to somebody else. Yeah, you could, yes. You could three-bird it and yeah. have, like, fight with Matt or Nick Right, or somebody else, um, yes. So absolutely. I agree with that. I think they'll lose it very soon, though, because yeah. I think one of these two teams will probably win. Right. Uh, so private party or best friends, who would you take? I got for? best friends. I think they're I think they're on fire right now. Right. I really do. I think that, I think Beretta is a future main event guy for I, do, I, agree. I, I legitimately I, think that he is going to get I to think that. best friends win I think they eventually win the titles I and do they'll too. probably long term go against yeah. probably like the Lucha Bros yes and like some yes. kind of thing absolutely mm-hmm. um, Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander singles match I think Britt Baker needs this win desperately I think she is the most overstar they have in the women's division I think they have a lot of equity put into her I think Statlander I think she was the new hotness I think when we went to Revolution we saw that match it didn't deliver the way they thought it was going to I think Statlander's a year away I think she's going to be the face of the division long term along with Britt Um, but I think she needs to be the one to hopefully kind of be the one to knock off either either this uh the whoever the number one contender is right now for it, she wins it beating Nyla Rose or whatever, and then she wins it. But I think they need to get the title on Britt Baker like now. Yeah. Um. So speaking of that, we'll go to Nyla yeah. Rose champion versus Hikura Shida. Yeah. There we go. Thank no you. DQ, no countout match for the women's world title. And I think that leverages for her to pull off a win over Nyla mm-hmm. because then it's not a, like it's not like she just beat Nyla straight up, or it's like there's a lot of weapons, so the, the more impact kind of thing. It's supposed to help Nyla, but it really it levels the playing field a little bit, you yeah. know, where it, it allows Nyla to potentially drop the championship without losing the fact that she's a monster. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? So um, MJF with Warlow versus Jungle Boy. Yeah, it's just a filler. It's just yeah. a filler match, MJF really, just to get MJ, like just to get a, just to get MJF on the card. Yeah. You know, to keep his momentum going. Um, you got Matt Hardy and the Elite, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson versus the Inner Circle, Jericho, Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santina, and Ortiz in a Stadium Stampede match. Which I don't know what that means. I, I think they're going to try to go. They're going to fight in yeah, those. They're going to try to go cinematic like WWE is doing, right? Yeah. Because they can't do blood and guts right now. Yeah. So they're going to do this match. They're I gonna think fight it's, it's going to be entertaining, thing. but it's not going to be yeah. what we want it to be. As far as like a like man, you've got you know ten guys that are just going to be pheno- can all be phenomenal. Yeah. It's not going to be that. It's going to be more of like a. It's an it's an attraction is what yeah, it is. So I agree. it'll be fine. I'm guessing the inner circle probably gets the dub. Probably. Um. All right, here we go. Casino yeah. ladder match for the future AEW World Championship match. So far, we got Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassie, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, and Frankie Kazarian as seven people that are going to be in the match. Two more yeah, are going to be, be announced. Right. Okay. So, so I'm going to assume maybe one of them might be Pac because he's be. not on the card yet. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he's here to wrestle. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Maybe like Christopher Daniels might be on the. Maybe a Wardlow even. Maybe you know, Wardlow. Like, yeah. Um. So I guess I would say out of the seven, if you had to pick somebody, not knowing. Yeah, I don't. Since it's recording yeah, it's on hard. Sunday morning. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, and not that I know. Um, I think the problem with this with the lineup of guys is that there's nobody on that that's really ready to take that next step in my opinion like you know like darby allen they've tried i don't think it's his time he's not he's ready he'll be ready to beat cody at some point but it's not now scorpio sky i think is the guy most likely on that list of people that could potentially win it i think he's the guy that has had enough singles run in the company so far Mm -hmm. that could potentially get it this would have been a perfect match for brody to be in yeah. Because then he could have won that and taken the next step. Yeah. You know what I mean? I to go over there and get it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Orange Cassidy get it just because he's over. But once again, he hasn't won a match. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think he's won a match since he's been there. Yeah, I personally think it's going to be one of these two TV announced people. It could be. Yeah, and, and if like they come in and it's Hangman or something, like, or it's Kenny or like yeah. something, they do a yeah, they do a surprise. Like... Then maybe that's the case. But right now, I don't really like the thought of this. Honestly, I. I, I, it's a little bit of a ripoff of the Money in the Bank, quite yeah, frankly. So like, I'm it's not, Money in the Bank, but you just get a match, not like an right, opportunity kind right, of thing. Exactly. So like, I understand it's going to be a great match, I'm sure, because everyone's just going to be flying all yeah, you over have, the place. You have what Darby's going to do a uh, coffin, coffin drop, drop off yep. the top of the ladders. Yeah, Scorpio's or, athletic. Ray um, Phoenix. Right. I, I have Ray Phoenix winning because I think it's. Gonna oh yeah, be that's an that's eyeball, yeah, eyeball. for sure. He's been world champion other promotions, and Absolutely. I think he can just have a great match with. He's Moxley or Brody, whoever's champion. Yeah, no, he's match. he's really really good. Um, you know, if MJF wasn't doing a thing, I think this would be a perfect time for yeah. MJF to be in this match too, where he's like the one guy who doesn't do any high flying stuff, so he kind of like just kind of sneaks uh, up there around. at the end, kind of thing. So I'm not thrilled with the logic behind it. I just feel like it's a I feel like it's a novelty match because. They don't have anything else for these guys, so they're just putting all just like a ladder match is going to be a good match, most likely just because it's a ladder match, not because of what no the story yeah. implications are behind it. Um, we're gonna do John Moxley Chambers Brody Lee singles match for the AEW World Championship. I think personally they're booking this into a big corner. Yes, I was um, I was about like to say I hate this. Corner I hate this book because I think hate it. 
if Moxley loses, I'm like, that was your title run. It was one defense against Jake Hager, and yeah. that's it. Right. That's kind of rough. And if Brody Lee loses, you lose all credibility in the Dark Order. Right. Because right. he can't win. Exactly. Which is, I'm head. lending it to a, a false, a bad finish, finish. where basically Brody's going to be in trouble and then people are going to run down and interfere. Maybe. Because, you, you, but once again, though, that hurts the credibility of what you're trying to do. Even with Jericho beating Cody, you then set up another story with Cody and MJF to, get, to keep Jericho with the title. With Moxley's a face now, it's a lot harder to book a face champion. That's why you don't see baby faces usually in in modern era outside of Cena hold the title for a really, really long time. It just doesn't happen. And there's a reason for that. It's because he's the hero. He's supposed to overcome the odds. What odds is he facing right now against the Dark Order, right? Like, there's a lot of people, sure, but like Brody Lee should have been should be untouched for a long time you built this is the only angle they have done organically since the creation of the whole freaking thing of the whole promotion and i guess the inner circle but like those are the only two things that they have done that have that have set anything else up there's no no new creative ideas aw's really had right like the elite was has already been a thing moxley is a, is a known commodity MJF was a known commodity, at least in, in wrestling. As far as like his character, it's the same character. Nothing is new outside of these couple things. So the fact that you have a guy like Brody Lee is challenging for the title, I get why he's challenging for the title, but this is not the time for that. You know I what agree. I mean? Like Moxley, like I would have rather seen him go against Hager now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I Hager beats him in that other match for in a non-title to earn the shot to get there. Fine. But right now you're just gonna you're gonna hurt one of them if not both of them are gonna come out worse because of this match. Yeah, I know. I am. I'm gonna I say would, Moxie retains, but not still not by pinfall or submission. I, I I think Brody might win because I think honestly, they're gonna run with Brody for a little bit. Fine. But. The, honestly, that might not be the worst case scenario because right now, quite frankly, how how much longer can Moxie truly just be pissed off forever? That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, like I think it Brody is can hard. win and he can use his his goons or whatever yeah. you call them to help win matches. Moxley's character is hard to be, is hard for him to maintain and be the world champion at the same time. Is. Moxley is the guy where it's like my guy. And he's like, if he's your guy, it's like, Oh my gosh, he's finally done it. And then he drops right back. Like I wouldn't have not have hated if Jericho cashed in like a rematch, like two weeks later and beat him again, yeah. just to, just to further that line of like, you know, it's like he, he accomplished his goal. Right. But it's like, man, then my hero gets knocked all the way back down again. Yeah. Right now, the hero's on top. Yeah. So there's no, you know what I mean? Somebody's got to knock him out. If Brody wins, good for him. He deserves it. After that run in WWE, he should have been a main event in WWE a long time ago. Uh, and then our final match, the tournament final for yep. the AEW TNT champion. We got Cody with Arn Anderson and Brandy Rhodes versus Lance Archer with Jake Roberts. Do you think Snake. do you think this do you think this this card is a one match card? The show, or I should say. Here's show. the thing: I think from a, from a storyline like storyline, like, everything. I'm it, invested in this. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think like the ladder match is gonna be a lot. I think it's of gonna fun. be good. Yeah, I think the stadium stampede is gonna be a lot of fun. Yes, but I think like lo- like logistically, like matches that I'm like I'm looking forward to, and that's gonna be a like fun. I have a lot of time. Like, okay, who's gonna win? Like, yeah. I'm really excited to see who's it's gonna win. It's really a one match card, for right? Me. Okay, um, just want to. It's kind of like how Double or Nothing last year, where I was like, it's really a two, yeah. three match card, mm-hmm. and they had like nine matches on the card. Like, right. I'm like, nothing was really set up. It was just kind of like one match, yes, or two Correct. matches or whatever. Correct. Um, this one for me, I go back and forth a lot with, yeah, because I go, it's gotta be. I, Cody. I see Cody winning. It's gotta be, and it's, I think it has to it be has Cody to be. win. It but has I'm like, to be. I'm like, if you beat Lance Archer. 
here's my and I agree with you. Here's, here's my only like, saving grace with that though is that Cody is one of the few guys in this company right now that can beat Archer, and Archer's okay. You know what I mean? And maybe. here and here's why because if you beat Cody again, right? You have you kill Cody I because he hasn't won a big match this entire time. Yeah. Legit beating his brother who's fifty is not a big win. All right, great match, not a big win though, right? You lose to MGF, you lose to Jericho, you have not won a big singles match since AEW has been created. So you have to where Archer, it, the way that they're playing with Archer, Archer could easily like he loses the match, right? You know, something happens with Arn and, and Jake where something happens, right? There's a, there's a, whatever happens. Cody gets the win. But Archer can get his heat back immediately and beat the crap out of Cody, and we're off and running, right? Yeah, because that's true. Ar- you know, I mean, Archer, I don't think, has enough equity built up where it's like, oh, my gosh, they just beat Lance. Like, he's been around for two months. It's, yeah. not, it's not the same thing for me where it's like, with Jake the Snake, he's a guy where he can still go in for the next three months now and just go on a rampage until he gets a title shot. You know know what I mean? Like, I just think that it has to be Cody because at this point you're making it seem like Cody's the one guy who can't ever get the job done in any big-time situation. That's fair. Um, you know what I mean? I guess so, I'll tend to agree with that. So you know, I'll go Cody too. I also, just quite frankly, I think they need. I think they need that. I think they no. Need, I agree. You know I, I think mean? I think if Cody was TNT champion, especially because he's available to be on all these shows, exactly. him having him being on every single night yeah. and defending the title and having a it's good a long of string of matches, and then a new guy comes in and up like that's the big thing because whoever beats Cody for that championship is made. Yeah. Immediately, whether it's Darby Allen, whether it's Archer, name a guy. It's like, oh my gosh. Cody goes on a five-month win streak here, a title defense, and all of a sudden he drops it, you know, via roll-up. It's like, he's the guy. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it, it, it lends itself where if Archer wins it, yeah, okay, I beat the big monster. But Archer as a whole, even general wrestling fans go, yeah, he's there's a they're pushing him. Cody is a main event guy no matter the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think is a little bit different. So I got Cody winning. You got Cody winning? Yeah. I've got I, I, I just – honestly, too – It'd be really hard for me to pick against Cody against anybody pretty much in the company right now because I'm like, he's got to win it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's he going to do? Just be a tag wrestler forever? Like, what are you going to do? But it's going to be interesting for sure. We'll obviously do a review of the show. Uh, if it happens on Saturday, then It'll we should have Sunday, yeah, yeah, we should have it next. We should have it next week for sure. All right. Last topic here, um, right before we go off air, I want to talk about these, these title tournaments. We talked about the TNT Championship tournament, right, where – um, you know, it was one of the few things that I was genuinely interested in. I love, I love title tournaments. I really do. But just from a possibility perspective, we've got the cruiserweight title with the round robin thing going on, a la G1 climax kind of thing, right? And then we've also got now the intercontinental championship tournament. Um, does this make you want to watch NXT? Did it make you want to watch AEW more? Mm-hmm. SmackDown, like I tuned into SmackDown for the first time yesterday or two days ago for the first time in months because i was like all right let me see who's in the tournament let's see who we got you know who gets the couple wins here let's see what otis is doing but like you know the intercontinental championship to me is my favorite championship of all time like it is the it is the one title where i go if you're intercontinental champion you better be able to do something whether it be entertaining or be able to go in the ring your thoughts on uh, on you know there's been a lot there's been more title tournaments in the past month than there has been in years yeah um my problem with these uh tournaments is i think wwe doesn't hasn't booked it right in no, a really long time they, and i think i think i it. think it's i think i look at tournaments like i look at sports tournaments like yeah. playoffs and stuff i go you're playing for that goal and i get why you're like you're playing for a super bowl 
right. get that, and that's why you're in this tournament because right. you wanted to do well to get to the Super Bowl right. and stuff like that. So like when I look at AEW, I'm like, you want to be the first TNT, TNT champion, champion right. because that's like a big deal being right. the first champion of whatever it right. is. So I get why all these guys wanted to be in it and why this match is so important at Double mm-hmm. or Nothing. Mm-hmm. I look at stuff like the um, Cruiserweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship at this point in time, and I go, it doesn't excite me because I'm like, if you're Intercontinental Champion, yeah. okay, right. like right, right, like right now. Right. Normally, I would be very excited for these. Right. Like if NXT, if Adam Cole gets called up, drops the belt, and they have an eight-man tournament for the NXT title, right. wrap it up. I'm in there every single episode right. Right. to watch that stuff because I'm invested. If like Gargano, yeah. Cross, Gargan, right. like all the uh, Champa, yeah. all these Whatever. guys are yeah. in the match. Uh, matches or whatever, yeah. but right now I'm like, okay, so like AJ's in the tournament, AJ right. Styles in the tournament, Jeff Hardy's in the tournament. I'm like, all these guys. I'm like, if they win the title, I do say, I will say this though to WWE's credit though, they are putting in for the most part the be- the top guys that they they're, can. yeah they're trying like, they're yeah. trying like like I'm really glad I don't see Apollo Cruz Elias like Eli- I know Elias did but like but like but even though like if Elias was the biggest name on that yeah. you know list of guys like if I seen an Austin Theory. Uh, Apollo Crews, I guess you can throw Shinsuke in there, but like if I don't see anybody worth a damn in yeah. that card, I go, oh boy, like this is I agree. Be rough, yeah, like, you know? I, I do think that they tried, like they put the Daniel Bryans and the Sheamus, who's getting a big push, and AJ Styles in it. But at the same time, I'm just like the Intercontinental Championship to me right now. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean hasn't meant crap for a while. I yeah, know, so, which is so, so that's my problem. Is I'm like you're playing for something that doesn't really mean anything mm-hmm. to people right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's just like you're holding something that yeah. makes you stand out a little different. Yeah, because you're holding I, this, but it's not really like I'm Intercontinental Champion. It's just like I'm just champion. Yeah, I'm right cha- here. yeah, right. Now which I'm hoping I'm hoping that this will spurn like something where it's like okay, where, now we see that it's featuring a prominent yeah, role. If, AJ wins it and goes on like a five month win streak and now this title is like super important right then I'm like okay that's like, why I've liked the fact that I know Andrade keeps losing to Drew McIntyre but the fact the US title is on every single week and he's in a in a in a yeah. big time match Listen, you can WWE lose to Drew McIntyre because you're technically supposed to right he's, he's the WWE champion. champion right that's the point though it's like but he's the United States champion like he's the second best guy on this roster yeah. you know hierarchy wise real quick predictions who wins this cruiserweight i mean the most of it's kind of already shaken out but who do you got winning uh, the, the interim cruiserweight title and who do you got winning in the running for it well you got kushida he's he's got another tournament match he's two and oh i'll pick kushida okay. 100%. yeah i, I kind of figured yeah um, el hijo de fantasma and i think uh tazawa i think yeah i see i i actually wanted to watch the cruiserweight one a lot because i'm like all right we get to see like you know, some high-flying stuff, but they haven't really been doing that. No, they, they go for like five or six minutes, I know, I, I've heard. It so irks like, me. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit irking um, me. The and then the Intercontinental one, I'm going to pick probably AJ to win it. I think Sheamus is going to win it. Or Sheamus. I yeah. think, unfortunately, Maybe Sheamus One of them two is going to win. It's going to really bum me out. Because yeah. the only problem I have with WWE tournaments a little bit is that they always seem to, like, not want to put on, like, the right person. Like, they never want to get the right matchups. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to see the best possible, I don't know who's going to win match. Not the... Well, we're trying to make this no. Let them let that come later. You know what I mean? Like you know, you see Daniel Bryan versus like Sheamus. You go, I don't know who's gonna win this match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to know that winner. I don't want to see Sheamus beat the crap out of Chad Gable and then he beats Apollo Cruz to get the fun. That doesn't, 
you know, interests me. You know, so I'm, I'm so I have a little bit, but I, I honestly think that it's going to go Sheamus just because you know, I think it's going to be Sheamus and AJ in the in like the final, yeah. and then maybe it'll probably go Sheamus. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I'm interested to see what they what they do as far as the, the tournament goes. It'll be interesting for sure. All right, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Like I said, every single Monday, every single Wednesday, we are live. You will get new episodes from us. Uh, be on the lookout for maybe a quick hitter episode in the next week or two. we got some stuff going there as well. On behalf of the Whale Man, the Merck Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.